following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Hey guys, good morning. This is Word Alive Live. This is not pre-recorded. We are right here in the sanctuary coming live at you today. We are thrilled to get to come into your home today via this streaming efforts, and we hope you're having a blessed and a wonderful day. I got a good tribe here with me today. Can we take a big shot here? I'll show everybody. We got Justin over here on the guitar. Uh, let's see if we can get the, get the wide shot up on us so we can see everybody here. There's Justin waving everybody. Justin. Then we got Ramey right there. Then John Player, Jake, Davey, Matthew, myself, and Jeremy. We're trying to stay six feet apart here and still, <laughs> still stay in the shot. What interesting times we're living in. We're excited today to get to worship with you. Thank you for praying for me. Uh, Bev and I had some type flu-type symptoms, so we were quarantined for the last 14 days. Today's my first day out in 14 days, and I got in my car to come down to the church, and I was like... Uh, how does this thing work? <laughs> so I'm thrilled to be out and be with our tribe here today. We're going to worship a bit. We're going to talk to Matt before we get to start worship a little bit about what's happening in all in Alabama. He and our fire team is continuing to move across the state of Alabama, uh, releasing God's purposes, fulfilling all in Alabama. And uh, so we want to talk to you today after that. We're going to worship. We're going to share a word. And then we're going to minister. I really feel the Holy Spirit wants to minister to you today yes. and to us in a supernatural way. So we're excited to get to join together. And we're going to welcome the presence of the Lord. Matt, take a minute. Tell everybody what's happening with all in Alabama and some things that's happening around the well, state. First, I just want to say we missed you. Wow, thank you. It's so good to be <laughs> on the stage. The energy you bring is incredible. We missed you so much. Thank we love you. you. Appreciate that. Uh, we've had an incredible time uh, going to All in Alabama. We just got back from uh, Russell and Lee County, and we had some amazing visits there. Uh, we were at Oasis International uh, on Friday night, and then Saturday night we were at Casa de Dios with uh, Apostle Nahum Hernandez. And so not only do we have a great meeting, they fed us a, a, an amazing meal from Honduras. You guys, if you've been following Project 58, we've been connected with Honduras since 2011. And this pastor is from Honduras and his church has been there for 20 years. So it was just uh, an amazing experience to be with them. We had some incredible government meetings, Kent. Uh, wow. That's been my favorite part so far. The mayor in Russell County was an ex-Alabama football player. I had no idea about that. Uh, Eddie Lowe, he was incredible. And then also, we had a real powerful prayer time. We were all sitting around together in the conference room at the hotel doing communion together. And I had been reaching out all day trying to get a hold of a uh, Lee County commissioner. They were really dealing with a crisis. I don't know if you were watching the news, but a little girl, four-year-old, four years old went missing. Mm -hmm. She was gone over 24 hours. And so the whole county kind of shut down trying to find her. And in the midst of that, the chairman, the probate judge, uh, Bill English, the chair of the county commission called me while we were in there getting ready to do communion. And the first words out of his mouth was prayer works. We found the little girl. Wow, praise She's God. Safe. And uh, he allowed us to with him and uh, minister to him a little bit, and it was just an incredible experience. So yeah, All In is moving forward. Uh, we'll be going with you or without you this weekend. We don't know yet, but we'll be in Dallas County and Otaga County, so All In is still happening. We're obviously trying to support whatever the local host church is doing as far as their uh, gatherings and stipulations. And, and most Facebook of these Live. engagements are still 
small Facebook small Live. Small Facebook Live. Uh, we had a, the Russell County did a great job of taking their sanctuary and spreading out all the chairs six feet apart. So they were really working within the government uh, regulations. So it was really, really awesome. Um, by the way, if you're watching this right now, go ahead and click the share button on Facebook. And it'll take you out, and it'll say, start a watch party. That's going to invite all of your friends and everybody else to watch, too. So it's going to awesome. be really cool. We're going to, go, we're going to invite the presence of the Lord here, and then we're going to go into worship for a little bit. Come back. I'm going to share a word with you. And then at the end, we'll give you opportunity to take communion with us. And so if you've got elements there that you can prepare, uh, hopefully some juice, wine, cracker, or whatever kind of substance you can pull together just to make sure you're ready for, to share communion because I believe we'll have a powerful time. Uh, we'll tell you at the end how you can, of course, give online. Thank you for your continued generosity. Even though we're not gathering, uh, we continue to give and worship as we press through the Passover. I'll be sharing a bit about that. And as I mentioned earlier, I really believe Holy Spirit wants to minister today and, uh, and do some supernatural things. So can we just all invite the presence of the Lord? And by the way, can you just kind of, um, if you're available with a phone or a, or a computer, if you're watching that way, could you just kind of give us a chat of like where you're at, where you're watching from, so we can kind of know who's watching. And maybe if you have a prayer request, if you'd like to get into us toward the end, or if you've got a comment you'd like to make, we'd just like to be engaged with you. And let me just encourage you as well. We're establishing this as a house of worship. And it doesn't, we've talked about this. The church is not this building. The church is wherever we're at. And so you may want to just change the posture of your worship today. Maybe if you're sitting there at home watching, reclining, you may want to stand up. You may want to get up. You may want to get on your knees. You, you may just want to do something unusually different. Lead your family there in worship as we're worshiping here. And we really believe we're going to enter the presence of the Lord together. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you. We give you this time together that we have. Thank you for technology that's allowing us together in this moment of crisis. And Lord, we thank you that there's no distance in the Spirit. We are a spiritual house and we are gathered together today as spiritual people and we're created a spiritual tabernacle and we're now going to offer up praises unto you who's delivered us out of darkness into your marvelous light. We thank you that this spiritual house now on the World Wide Web is now a place that you're going to fill it with your presence. So we say, Holy Spirit, come. Presence of God, fill our hearts and fill our mouths today as we open up wide and worship and praise to you. We bless you and we thank you for being here with us. So we enter your courts with thanksgiving and enter your presence with worship and praise. And we do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship.
just want to share one scripture before we go into the next song. I thought about it as y'all were worshiping. Psalm 27, verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I promise you during this time of waiting on the Lord during this crisis, we are going to see the goodness of God released in the land of the living. And I'm declaring that and decreeing that over your life and my life because the Bible says all things work together for good to those who love God and called according to His purpose. Yes, even this crisis, even this situation, somehow God will turn it for our good and we will find ourselves in a whole better place because of it. So can we just lift our hands a minute and thank God for His everlasting goodness and kindness and mercy on our lives as we worship Him today. Just, Father, thank You for Your goodness. And thank you for your great grace and mercy during this season being poured out in the land of the living in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Let faith arise. Spot of what I see, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief, I choose to trust you. No matter what I feel, let faith arise. Yes, God. Let faith arise. For my champions, not But you cannot be shaken, my 
celebrate you are the God of miracles and Lord we thank you that even in the midst of everything being shaken we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken and so Lord I thank you that you're establishing us in a new place in this season so we bless you we honor you and we give you glory you know while we're just sitting here worshiping I, first of all I just tell you it's a treat for me to get to sit here with these great singers and musicians and just worship the Lord with them and uh, I, I was talking to them before I came in, and they, they've educated me a bit, and I did a bit of research on my own. But uh, there's, we can't deny this season we're in is a pause. It's a reset. You can't deny that. Everything's been put on hold. We've been sent to our homes. Many have been sent home from work. Children have been sent home from school. So this is a disruption. It's a pause. It's a reset. And so I began to look at this, and my friend Kevin Craig and I were sharing a bit on the telephone this week, and uh, uh, he, he gave me this original concept of thought of what they call in music, uh, I think Brian and Ramey have talked about this, selah, the word selah, which is mentioned, I think, 74 times in Scripture. If you probably have read the Psalms, you'll read it, all of a sudden you'll see the word selah. So Ramey, tell us a little bit about what that word means, selah, just the word selah. Well, it means to pause, okay. to stop and think about um, what's happening. But really, it's also a musical instruction because all the psalms were sung. They're, they're all songs. And so when you see a sila stuck in there, it's the, the lyrics end 
the lyrics pause and the musicians then interpret prophetically and musically what is being spoken through the lyrics and what's happening in the spirit. So there were six different kinds of selahs that David used throughout the Psalms that, that would interpret. And he was basically saying, let's stop talking and we're going to let the musicians prophesy and play out of heaven, play what's happening. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. And we believe that's what the Lord is doing. Stop for a moment, pause, and let's see what heaven's saying. Mm -hmm. Let's see what heaven's doing. Now, here's where I got excited. They say that same concept is what we know in the musical world as a suspended chord. And that's what I was talking to these guys about this morning. And they explained to me that in a song, you'll get to a place and you hold, I guess, is that the word hold? A suspended chord, which is what kind of what that sound is right there, right? You're holding a chord. Now, what's interesting about this chord, we realize you've got to go somewhere from there. You can't just stay there. But they say in the musical realm, if I understand it right, this is a pause and a suspended chord, and you can determine two things from this. You can either go higher or you can go lower. You can go happier or you can go sadder. And at that point, it's your choice. And so this part of the song allows you to prepare for the resolution of how it's going to end. And man, when I got a hold of that, I realized God is playing a, playing a suspended chord over our lives. Now it's up to us. Are we going to use this and go higher? Or are we going to use this and go lower? Are we going to use this and go more joyful? Or are we going to use this and go sadder? It's up to us. And T.D. Jakes put this out this week, and I thought it was so powerful. He said, to those of you that live in areas that have restricted your ability to mingle and you've been wise enough to comply, this is a great time to pray, plan, and prepare. Whatever's on the other side of this required a complete global disruption. Now think about that a minute. Whatever, we don't know what's on the other side of this, but whatever it is, is so big in God that he had to allow a global disruption just to get us ready for it. I don't think it's coincidence that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, a 50-year prophecy is fulfilled, that a billion souls are about to come into the kingdom of God, and all of a sudden, everything's disrupted. <laughs> See, we've got to understand, heaven is, the wind of heaven is yes. blowing from heaven right now. The, the lion is roaring, and everything's being disrupted yeah. because yes. of that. So T.D. Jakes goes on to say, many people are just waiting for normal to return. But disruptions, listen to this, come to liberate us from what was so they can prepare us for what's next. Now listen to this. T.D. Jakes, so powerful. He said, there will be bankruptcies and billionaires born out of this same experience. There will be bitter divorces and couples who fall back in love, love, resulting in a stronger marriage that date back to these days. There will be churches that close down and succumb to the hardships that this brings and others that will initiate massive revival with innovative ideas because COVID-19 came to town. 
There will be leaders who win the hearts of their people by fighting for their best interests, and there will be others who cowardice or narcissism will destroy the equilibrium of their organizations. A warm hand will reach out to the family, or a bitter tongue will destroy it. And both will be attributed to the virus. Which one will you be? Which one will we be? And I don't know about you, but in my own life, I found myself at this place of being able to be reset. And my first thought was what I need to reset. I want to know the Lord. I mean, I want to know Him. I just don't want to know Him on Sunday. I just don't want to know Him casually. I want to know Him. And what a great opportunity. I've had time to just seek the Lord. Just not for me, not for, to preach, not to minister, just to know Him. And, when, and, and we've got to be honest, r probably rarely do we just seek the Lord. And so I think we can reset that. We can, we can know the Lord. And this is the promise, James 4, 8, you draw nigh to me, I'll draw nigh to you. This is a promise from God. So this is a divine opportunity that we can have a reset, that we can really, truly begin to know the Lord. And, and I'll just go ahead and tell you one reason that we've only done this on Sunday and we've not jumped in with a lot of the other social media that's going on. And man, I thank God for all the encouragement or social media. But look, we don't want to draw you to us. We don't want to draw you to even a word alive. We want to draw you to the Lord. We want Him to speak to you and Him to teach you and Him to empower you and encourage you. We want to connect you to the Lord. Then also the second thing for me to reset, just priorities. You know, uh, they say the most happy people in the earth are the ones that live the simplest lives. And you know, I think we just complicate things. And this has caused us to kind of simplify, hasn't it? Like we got to just do simple things. And I found myself at home just reading a book. Bev, just reading a book. Uh, time to sit and talk about the past and talk about the future. And I've found that prioritizing now is, 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 is on the top of our agenda to say, wait a minute, maybe we were just running way too fast and engaged in, you know, how many of us, while you're having a conversation with your kids or spouse, you're on the phone, and maybe that's just all needs to be reset. And then lastly, relationally. You know, we realize when you get in these points how important relationships are to you. And even when I was feeling bad, these, some of our team and other friends of mine would just text or call or reach out, and you realize this individualism, this individual salvation that we've bought into in the Western uh uh, falsehood is not true. We're vulnerable. And we desperately need each other. We need relationship. We, I mean, even before we started, we, we're trying to, you know, be in the whole uh, uh, adhering to the COVID-19 requirements. But, you know, we're itching to hug each other around here today. You know what I mean? But it's just because we, we, the, we know during this time how much these relationships are important. So it's a great opportunity to, to reset and, and really build your foundation on the Lord. I was so encouraged. I talked to two or three uh, folks from our congregation, one businessman that I reached out to, and he has a small business. And he said, Ken, I'll just be honest with you. He said, all of a sudden, this fear and anxiety begin to just get on me. Like, how my, has, is my business going to survive? Is my, 
am I going to be able to pay my employees? And he said, I, in the natural, I didn't know what to do. He said, but I just went back to what we talked about a while back about praying in the spirit. So he said, I just walked out in the backyard and he said, I just started praying in tongues. He said, in about 10, 15, 20 minutes, he said, all of a sudden worship hit me and I was praying in a tongue I never prayed in before and I was worshiping a way I've never worshiped. He said, the next thing you know, that fear just fell off me and the next day my phone lit up, people calling me for business. He said, which shows me I don't have to trust the world and I don't have to trust the world's circumstances. I can trust God. I had a lady in our congregation, same thing, fear and anxiety got on her and she said, I just went in the backyard, turned the praise music on loud so even my neighbors could hear it and, and put, went on Facebook Live and just worshiped foolishly in front of every, all my friends on Facebook just to overcome and to do something different. And see, you know, these are things that people normally wouldn't maybe do, but when this reset comes and these things begin to change, these are, one, these are the ones that are choosing, I'm not going to let this overtake me. I'm not going to choose to go lower. I'm going to choose to go higher, and I'm going to let this reset my life. Here's what's important to realize. In Exodus 3, 7, it says, God came with the plague to a nation because he heard the cry of his people. God came with a plague to Egypt because he heard the cry of the people. Why? The plague was not to keep them in Egypt. The plague was to get them out. And so it says he heard their cry, Exodus 3, 7, he heard their cry because of their oppression, because of their taskmasters, and because of their sorrow. And I believe we've bought into a Babylonian system and we're under the oppression of debt and we're under the oppression of a system that tries to keep us locked in. We have hard taskmasters that make us go and do at a pace that we really don't want to go and do. And how many of us really have joy? We're actually living in sorrow. And God, without us realizing, has heard our cry, sent a plague. You say, God sent this plague. He had to allow it. Nothing gets past him. And you say, if, you say, is this God's judgment? Well, if you understand God's judgment, God's judgment is actually discipline. And He only disciplines those He loves. And He only sends correction to help us. And so I believe this whole thing God has allowed to come on us so that He can correct us, get us out of our oppression, get us out of our heart under this bondage of hard taskmasters, and get our joy back. Get back to a simplicity of living with the Lord and with each other and really see a significant change come in the season that we're in if we will just listen and we'll obey the Lord in this season. I looked at three famines that I saw in the Bible, three disruptions, global disruptions. One, in Genesis 26, it says that there was a massive famine, and it says Isaac determined to sow in the time of famine. Isaac 26. It says, in the year of famine, he sowed and reaped a hundredfold. And it says, and began to prosper and continued to prosper and became very prosperous. So watch what this virus can do. I'm not talking about just giving today or giving to the church or giving to, to, to the Lord. I'm talking about investing in your future. Right now, you can determine, I'm going to have a different future than I've got right now. And I'm going to begin to invest. In the time of famine, I'm going to start investing in the future. I'm going to read books that are going to make me better. I'm going to sow and not be greedy. I'm going to start investing in relationships that are important to me. And I'm going to start seeing my future differently than it is right now. And I'm going to use this time to begin to prosper and become very prosperous and become greatly prosperous. Man, that's a word for somebody, right? Second, quickly, Nehemiah 5, it says... 
that there was a great famine. They were selling their children into slavery and they were mortgaging their lands and their buildings. And all of a sudden, Nehemiah said, this shouldn't be so. He said, let's change the whole system. And he said, let's start forgiving debt and let's start breaking the system. I promise you in this cycle, what you're, what's going to happen, the economic cycle is going to be reset. Some of us are going to get out of debt. Some of us are going to be, God's going to just, we're going to begin to act in mercy and therefore we're going to reap mercy and God's going to shake our whole economic system and we're going to come out next year this time in a whole different situation than we are in right yes. now. This is going to happen. Last one was Agabus, uh, in Acts 11. Agabus said, prophesied a famine's coming. They said, what do we do? He said, send an offering to your brothers in Judea. And we found their generosity somehow, you never heard about that famine again. And so I just think our reaction to this is don't hoard, don't get discouraged, don't allow fear and anxiety to overtake you. See, this is what it is. It's a divine reset, an opportunity for us to leave an old place and move into a brand new place with God. And next year, this time, we can all be in a brand new place with the Lord and with each other and our resources and our future in every area of our life because everything's being shaken. Economy's being shaken. Health care's being shaken. Government's being shaken. Everything's been, the way we worship's being shaken. But maybe it needed to be shaken. Maybe just showing up every Sunday and got, people got bored with that. Maybe it's just like same old, same old's not getting the job done. Maybe we need to really say, wait a minute. It, we, can we just focus and let's get Jesus here? Because if we get the presence of God here, when I, when I understand the scripture, worship got changed when, we saw, when they saw the Lord. And I believe this season we're going to see the Lord in a new way, and it's going to birth a whole new level of worship in our lives. That's going to be way beyond Sunday mornings, way beyond uh, 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 church as normal. And so... I just believe it's exciting times that we can actually take this opportunity to move forward with the Lord. And we've got to last but not least realize, don't, don't get too far off of this. What time is it? What time is it? Genesis 1.14, he's given us the stars, the moon, and the, and the constellation to tell us what time it is. So this isn't, this isn't the, the heavens aren't saying this is time to cower down and just let it happen. The heavens aren't declaring this is time of destruction. What's in the heavens right now? Aries. The constellation in the heavens right now today over us is Aries. What is Aries? The Lamb. The Lamb is in the constellation right now. And it's declaring we have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. That's what heaven's saying. That's what this Paul's about. That's what heaven's saying to us. And so in two weeks, we're going to be moving toward Passover. And think about this. We may be celebrating just like Egypt did in their house. <laughs> Passover wasn't a church service in Exodus. Everybody got in their house. Everybody put the blood on the door. Everybody put their robes on, put a belt on tight, put shoes on their feet because they said, we're not staying here, we're moving somewhere else in this season. And so I'm just saying that in the next couple of weeks, we may be celebrating Passover, a true Passover. In my whole Christian life, I've never gotten to live a Passover. 38 years, I've never lived a Passover. I'm living Passover. Why? There's a plague in the land, and I'm in my house, and the only thing separating me is the blood of the Lamb. <laughs> Woo! Now, I don't know about you, but that fires me up. Yes, sir. 
We're living it. This is our test. Do we believe in the blood of the Lamb? Do we believe that Jesus is alive? Do we really believe it? Or are we just religiously celebrating some historical thing that we don't know for sure? But, it, but this is a time that we, that we, our faith is tested to the point, do you believe it or do you not believe it? If yes. you believe it, it says, he brought them out with favor, silver and gold, not one sick among their tribe, none feeble among millions of people that came out. But wait a minute. Only 20% of Israel, this is something a lot of people don't know, only 20% of Israel ever left Egypt. We think everybody got out. No, no. This is in the Talmud. Only 20% of Israel got out. Why? Only 20% decided to believe in what God had said. This is the time to see this for what it is. Believe God's word for what it says it is. Look at what heaven's saying. The Lamb of God has taken away the sin of the world. Believe in the benefits. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He redeems our life from destruction and crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. This is our time. So what am I doing? I'm praying toward Passover. Bev and I are taking communion every day. We're quoting the Word of God. I'm worshiping. I'm giving. And I'm preparing for a huge Passover offering just like we always do. Why? It's the beginning of miracles, the month of Nisan. And it's the beginning. It's the new place. It's the reset. I'm not buying into the world that I'm not going to have enough of this or have enough of that. My God shall supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. This is the dividing line. This is the separation point. Now you and I get to choose in this suspended cord, are we going up or are we going down? I say we're going up. And I say God is going to do what he promised he's going to do because God's not a man that he could lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. And we can trust him today. We want to go back into worship here. Just hold on a minute. My God, that's good (laughs) preaching right there. But I'm just saying, fan myself. I'm fired up. We're going to go back into some worship. I really, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I feel faith coming alive. Uh, we're going to go back into some worship, and right out of worship, we're going to come back, and we want to take communion with you. All that we've talked about right now, we want to seal it with communion. We want to pray with you, tell you how you can give and sow a seed today, and as we move into our future, and pray a prayer of blessing at the end. So let's go back and let's worship just a little bit, if that's okay. Glory. Taste and see Come to 
Consume me 
taste, I see. As I taste, I see. Open my mouth to taste and open my eyes to see. feel the tangible goodness of God here as Ramey's prophesying open our mouth and taste of the goodness of God we just want to take this moment just before we end we got one more song but we just want to take this time and take communion with you hope you got your elements there ready with you and I felt the spirit of God fall when Ramey started prophesying about how good God has been generation to generation to generation how good God's been to you how good God's been to me she began to prophesy remember remember God's goodness and so this is what this is all about Jesus said as often as you do this remember remember me Remember my goodness. Isn't it interesting that the lamb is over us in this season? And you know what the antidote for a snake bite? You know how they, do you know how they get that antibody? The antibody for all poisonous snake bites comes from a lamb. They take the venom of the snake and they put it into a small lamb. And the small lamb's blood produces the antibody. They pull the blood back out. And when you get bitten by a poisonous snake and go to the hospital, what you're getting is the blood of a lamb that's produced an antibody. How awesome is that? That the blood of the lamb has literally delivered us from the hand of the enemy. And so today, as we partake communion, we are saying, decreeing, we believe in the body broken. We believe in the blood spilled for us. And we claim the benefits of our covenant relationship with God. Now, this is interesting because some of you are going to be healed. I felt Holy Spirit told me this morning, this is two interesting words. I know the coronavirus is a respiratory virus, but there's many respiratory issues that are going to be healed right now. Allergies are going to be healed. Uh, Flu symptoms are going to be healed. Respiratory issues, COPD asthma. I believe current conditions even prior to this virus is going to be healed. And the Holy Spirit told me something very specific. People that have struggled to stop smoking. Not that smoking is a sin. Not that smoking has anything to do with righteousness. But it puts you at a health risk. And the Lord showed me very clearly this morning that there were people that are watching who don't want to smoke, but you're addicted to the, to the smoke, to, to the nicotine. And as we partake communion today, if you want God to set you free, He will set you free right now in this moment. And He will deliver you from that addiction so that you can live a health-inspired life free of that, putting yourselves in a continued respiratory need. And so we believe that Ruach, the breath of God, can flow in this moment into people's lungs and bring health and healing and restoration. Whatever your need may be, while we, when we partake, we're claiming healing, we're claiming forgiveness, we're claiming a reset, we're claiming restoration in relationships, we're claiming revelation knowledge from the Word of God, we're claiming finances, we're claiming supernatural breakthrough, we're claiming when everybody else is worried about how they're going to get by, we're saying we're not going to survive, but we're going to thrive because of the blood of the Lamb. And so we take this bread today, we hold it up to the Lord, 
and we break it as resemblance of His body broken, and we receive the goodness of God today now in Jesus' name. We lift up the cup. We remember the blood that was the manifestation of the goodness of God on the cross to come and suffer for us and with us and as us. And we thank you, Lord, that the blood is our reset. The blood causes us to move out of an old place into the new place. We say we put the blood on the doorpost of our hearts and the doorpost of our lives and our family. And we say the blood of Jesus now, we give you permission, Lord, to forgive, redeem, restore, and reorganize any area of our life that's not built upon you, the rock. Work in our lives in this season and do it through your covenant grace and your covenant goodness. We receive protection, provision, and all the good things of God today through this communion cup. We receive the goodness of God in the blood of Jesus now. Partake by faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You'll find ways on your screen if you want to give your tithes and offerings on the screen today. Uh, we're preparing for first fruits in a couple of weeks as we prepare to move toward that. Uh, there are several ways you can give. We'll just put all that up on the screen so we don't take away from what's going on here right now. And we want to do one more worship uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll say a blessing at the end. Thank you, Jesus. can't see the way you hold me or how I'm hidden in your heart minds don't know that you've told me or how I ache it's invisible to
for your life in me. Yes. I give you praise. And I give you place, spirit of life. I give you place, spirit of life. I honor you today, spirit of life. Come alive in me. This is life. This is the life of God. You feel it coming through the screen. This is the life of God. Not out here. It's in here. It's not all my circumstances. It's He's with me. He's in me. He's upon me. He's with us. This is life. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So we just release the life of God to you today. Just let all anxiety and fear and doubt of the future fall off of you. And just be encouraged and remember the goodness of God and receive the life of the Spirit. The Spirit of the life of Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we just release the Spirit of life to you today. Receive it. Revel in it. Boast in it even. And be blessed as you go about your day with your family. We love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Woo! This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.